Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Trevor Christians broadcast. I'm your host, founder and ministry leader, Brandon Dawson. Now, some of you may have already heard reports concerning the upcoming 2024 U.S. solar eclipse. There are already several videos out there to try to explain what they think this eclipse means, but just like the last time, many people are already completely getting it wrong as to what the sign actually means. So I'm going to take you through the most in-depth literal meaning behind this particular solar eclipse and reveal what this eclipse actually means, its connection to the 2024 elections, the warning to both the United States and for Israel, and how this sign may in fact be a warning concerning the end times. Now, a solar or lunar eclipse in itself generally doesn't mean much, and they are in fact very common. There are two eclipse seasons that usually occur every year, in both the fall and in the springtime. Now, just because an eclipse occurs doesn't necessarily mean that it's a sign or a warning of some sort. In order to understand the sign, you've got to look to the past. You've got to look through throughout the entire Bible where the signs have occurred previously. You have to look at the world events, and you have to discern correctly the who, what, when, where, and why. And after looking at everything, then we can take a step back and see if there is, in fact, a warning sign occurring or if there is indeed a particular prophetic, uh, biblical prophetic connection to Bible prophecy that may in fact very well be a warning unfolding. Now the Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 1.9 that what has been will be again, what has been done will be done again, there is nothing new under the sun. So in other words, history repeats itself. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He never changes meaning that God still speaks as he always has, and he always deals with sin in the nations as he always has. There are patterns that exist throughout the entire history and throughout the entire Bible that have repeated themselves over and over concerning the state of the nation's idolatry and sin that God has dealt with, and there were, in fact, signs that occurred. This is absolutely nothing new. Now, every major prophet in the Bible that spoke concerning Israel's idolatries and sin were accompanied by specific signs and warnings of what was to come. For example, we see in Revelation chapter 6 concerning the four horsemen of the apocalypse dealing with God's judgment to the nations. There are, they are division, a conqueror a, or a world leader of some sort that leads a global conquest. In the case of the Four Horsemen, it's the Antichrist, which is followed by war, division, and civil unrest, the power to take peace from the entire earth. Then there is famine, economic hardship, a harvest uh, which is impacted, economies are completely wiped out, which is lastly followed by death, plague, illness, pestilences, and disease. Now, although we are seeing uh, this occurring, the four horsemen, on a grand global scale, these four specific signs have happened. They have been present before, and they've happened numerous times over and over again throughout the Bible and throughout history concerning God dealing with the sins and the idolatries of a nation. Now, for example... God raised up the Babylonians to con uh, conqueror Nebuchadnezzar to carry about judgment, not just against Israel, but also the surrounding nations, including Egypt, Assyria, Moab, and even against the Philistines and the Phoenicians, 
who dwelt in the area known today as the Gaza Strip. Now, just prior to Babylon's siege against Israel, according to the prophet Jeremiah, there was also a severe plague and famine that was happening in that area and in that time that had been ravaging the land for several years, which weakened the nations in preparation for Babylon's siege. Jeremiah 38.2, which says, Thus says the Lord, he who remains in this city concerning Jerusalem shall die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. But he who goes over to the Chaldeans shall live. This life shall be as a prize to him, and he shall live. So those signs were present in Israel concerning at the time of Babylon's conquest against Israel. Now, if you take a look at what has happened recently, right, beginning in 2020, we had all four of those signs that were present not just over America, but over the entire world, concerning plague, famine, economic hardships, major civil unrest, uh, concerning riots and protests, followed lastly with war concerning Russia. Now, all of these things are all signs of sin. They are all signs of idolatry that are occurring in the nations and signs of God's judgments on the earth. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily that it's the end times, although the signs are all around us, that we are drawing ever so nearer, but they are also, uh, they are no less indeed signs of judgment and God dealing with the idolatries of the nations and also concerning Israel. So, if these are in fact signs of judgment, then there must have been a reason for an event or something of this magnitude to have happened, uh, which resulted in judgment. And there must have been some signs which occurred, uh, which indeed warned the people beforehand that judgments were unleashed, right? There must have been something present, because God never does anything without first revealing it to his servants, the prophets. And so, yes, there were indeed signs that did incur, and yes, there was an actual specific event that did in fact happen, which did lead to these judgments unfolding. So to understand if this coming up eclipse in 2024, the meaning of this sign, you have to look back to the previous signs that occurred and to understand what it means. In order to understand what this particular sign means, uh, you have to look back in the past because the two most, uh, these two, the solar eclipse from 2017 and this one that's coming uh, are most certainly are connected. Now, in biblical prophecy, the moon always symbolizes Israel, where the sun always symbolizes Gentile nations. This is why Israel has the Hebrew calendar, which is based off the lunar moon cycles, and the Gentile nations follow the Gregorian calendar, which is based off the sun's cycles. Now, pay very close attention to this. The sun and the moon and the stars were, in fact, not created until the fourth day. Light already existed upon the earth on day one, along with uh, the vegetation, the trees and the flowers, which were created on the third day. Trees and plants need sunlight. They need rain. But the sun, in fact, did not exist, including the moon, did not exist, and they weren't created until after the creation of trees and plants. The sun wasn't created until the fourth day. So without the sun or the moon, and there are no currents in the ocean, therefore there's no climate, and without climate there is no rain. How do trees survive without the sun and without rain? 
Now, we know that it didn't rain in those times. In fact, uh, it didn't rain until the very flood of Noah's time. And we know this because Genesis 2, 5, 6 tells us that uh, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and that no plant had sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain over the earth and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. So if there was no sun and no moon and there was no rain, then why did God create the plants on the third day before the sun and moon or before rain even existed? And that is because of the very purpose of the sun and the moon, which served a very much different purpose other than to create light. Genesis 1.14 tells us that, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. Let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. He made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser light to govern the night, and he also made the stars. And God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, to separate light from darkness. So the sun and the moon were appointed to mark the days, the times, the seasons, uh, and years for signs concerning the feasts and the festivals. Now fast forward to Joel chapter 2, 30 through 31, concerning the appointed end times, the Lord said, I shall show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire, billows of smoke, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. So this is concerning the end times. Jesus, as he said to us uh, that all these things would occur, that earthquakes, volcanoes, wars, and rumors of wars, blood is a sign of blood being shed. Is a sign of war and also of judgment. Smoke and fire are signs of volcanic eruptions and of earthquakes. All these things taking place as Jesus prophesied would happen, Matthew 24. Now, in 2014 and 15, there in fact occurred a, uh, an incredible significant sign. There occurred four blood moons that fell exactly on four significant Jewish festivals, which they called the Blood moon tetrans. Now, many people failed to understand this particular sign and what it meant. And to this day, they still have no idea what it meant. But the number four, okay, as in the four blood moons and the four Jewish festivals, uh, as we saw, the number four dealing with the creation of the sun and the moon, the number four symbolizes the sovereignty of the word of God throughout the entire earth. And again, the moon symbolizes God's protection and hand over the nation and the people of Israel. So the blood red color of the eclipse represents bloodshed, coming judgment. The number two, since the eclipses occurred over a two-year period in the Bible, uh, the number two symbolizes division. Therefore, this was a warning concerning the division of the land of Israel. Now, take a look at Joel chapter 3, 1-2. The Bible even tells us the very single event, the main event that actually kickstarts the entire thing, the whole seven-year tribulation period uh, and the judgment of the nations. In those days and at that time, when I restore the fortunes of Judah and Jerusalem, Okay, I will gather all the nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. There I will put them on trial for what they did to my inheritance, my people Israel, because they scattered my people among the nations and divided up 
my land. So we are specifically dealing with the Jewish people and even more specifically dealing uh, with the division uh, in the land of Israel. And if you read even further in the book of Joel, the Bible gets even more specifically and it identifies these specific nations at the very root cause of this division, which is found in the very following verses in verse 4. And he says, Now what have you against me, Tyre and Sidon, and all you regions and Philistia? So the Bible names three specific areas of Tyre, Sidon, and Philistia who are at the heart of the division. Now, Philistia is the region of the Gaza Strip. It's the area of the Philistines. Now, today, they are known as the Palestinians, which the name Palestine came from the Romans, who after destroying the Second Temple in Jerusalem, they renamed Israel to the name of Philistia after the Philistines to mock God and the Israelites. Now, the Palestinians are at the very heart and core motivation behind the two-state solution between Israel and the Palestinians, or the Palestinians, which the Bible also specifically prophesies about from the prophet Daniel concerning the Antichrist, who will come and confirm a seven-year peace treaty, dealing not just with the entire world, but the very land of Israel. Now, Tyre and Sinai okay, were the uh, areas that belonged to the Phoenicians, who were expert in trade and in, in commerce. Famously written by the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 28 concerning the king of Tyre, which is a foreshadowing of the Antichrist, right? After the Greek and Roman conquest of Tyre and Sidon, the Phoenicians immigrated into Greece and into Rome, which the entire continent of Europe was later named after the Phoenicians. It was named after the uh, famous Phoenician king of Tyre's daughter, who was named Europa. So today, therefore, the EU, the UN, and even America itself are the byproducts, the inherited areas of the Phoenicians of Tyre and Sidon. These are the nations that are going to facilitate and influence the seven-year peace treaty, which is confirmed by the Antichrist, which is named in the book of Joel. So it's very important that you understand the significance of this and what takes place. Now, in 2017, there occurred two very specific and rare signs over America that our channel has covered numerously, numerous times before. The first sign occurred August 21st, 2017. There occurred what they called the Great American Solar Eclipse, which was visible to the entire nation from the West Coast all the way to the East Coast of the United States, so that we were dealing with the entire nation of the United States. Now, as I mentioned before, an eclipse doesn't necessarily mean anything unless it's accompanied by other signs and other events that are occurring which coincide with the Bible, with biblical prophecy, and with Israel. But that very next month, September 23rd, 2017, there occurred another extremely very rare event with the stars and the constellations known as the Revelation 12 sign. On September 23rd, 2017, the constellations of Virgo, which is a woman, and Leo, which is aligned with Mercury, Mars, Venus, Jupiter, the Sun, and the Moon, aligned in such an absolute 
perfect way, which gave us a literal representation of the Revelation 12 sign that's in the Bible, which has this event only has occurred twice in the entire history of the world. So it was indeed a very rare and literal sign. Now pay very close attention to these constellations because you're going to see them again concerning the 2024 eclipse. Now, Revelation 12 warns us of a war that is raged between the Antichrist beast system and the saints. It also deals with the rebirth of Israel and specifically Jerusalem um, as their nation and the eternal capital. So together with those two signs, the United States was being given a dire warning once again concerning the land and nation of Israel, specifically a warning concerning the division of the land. Now, three and a half years later, and I mean exactly three and a half years later, which is an exact foreshadowing of how this is going to occur with the Antichrist. Three and a half years from August 2017 to January 28th of 2020, the United States through President Donald Trump put forward his deal of the century named Peace to Prosperity, which was a peace plan that favored a two-state solution that would have successfully given 70%, 70% of Israel's land, including the eastern half of Jerusalem, to the Palestinians, the ancient Philistines, Israel's sworn enemy for a Palestinian statehood. Three months later, after that event, COVID-19 occurred, ravaging throughout the entire world, followed by massive economic hardships, massive civil unrest, war occurring with Russia, and both Netanyahu and Trump losing their leaderships in 2020. And so, instead of seeing the signs of the four horsemen, we saw their signs occurring backwards in exact order. So now, even as a result of everything, we see the very rise of Gog and Magog alliances through the OPEC oil nations. We are dealing with the prince of Persia that was present in Daniel's time and dealing with Russia, aligning themselves through the BRICS alliances, including China, which are effectively countering the U.S. dollar and trade. We have massive inflation. Our banking system is completely collapsing, and the U.S. is on verge of defaulting on its debts. All of this was prophesied about in the Bible concerning Israel and the end times. Even China is prophesied about in the end times concerning this massive million-man army that rises up from the east. Now, fast forward to today, April 8th, 2024. In one year, seven years later, after the very first eclipse of August of 2017, we have another eclipse that is not only going to be visible across the United States, but its path of totality in comparison to the 2017 eclipse will put a giant X right smack on top of the United States. Now, the only difference now in this eclipse is there's not a Revelation 12 sign occurring. This eclipse also isn't over the entire United States. It's only mostly visible to the eastern half of the nation. 
And this doesn't occur after a presidential election, but rather seven months prior to the 2024 presidential elections. Now, however, just like the Revelation 12 sign, the constellation of Leo, the lion, which was also present during the Revelation 12 sign, will be right smack in the middle of the April 8th solar eclipse. The constellation Leo is the lion, symbolizing Judah and Jerusalem, the land of Israel, and ultimately the lion of Judah, which is Jesus. Israel is Jesus's divine inheritance. So what does all of this mean? The number seven in biblical prophecy in connection to Israel, okay, because it's been seven years between the two solar eclipses. Seven in biblical prophecy in connection to Israel symbolizes completion, bringing something to an end into a complete work. In biblical prophecy, seven is the number of weeks which are allotted for the Antichrist rule over the earth to finish Israel's appointed 70 weeks of judgment where they did not let the land rest. So the weeks are actually represented by a seven-year Shemitah cycle where Israel will live under captivity and oppression through four different beast empire systems which were seen and prophesied about by the prophet Daniel. So when Jesus came, when he went to the cross and he was resurrected, it was under the Roman Empire beast system and at the 69th week. And after Jesus was resurrected, a period that 69th week was put on pause, a period of grace was allotted to the earth known as the time of Gentiles. And so we are currently living in that period of grace, waiting on the final 70th week to commence, led by the final beast system, which will be the Antichrist beast system empowered by Satan and the false prophet. Therefore, in this case, in this specific solar eclipse, I do not believe this specific solar eclipse is necessarily a warning about something that may occur in the future. But however, I believe this is a warning about something that has already occurred in the past that is connected to the future. Because again, Seven, the number seven deals with a period of completion, bringing an end to a cycle. Now, if you take an even closer look in the Hebrew alphabet, right? If you look at this X that is going to occur from the solar eclipse, this X comes from the Hebrew letter or the word Tav. In the Hebrew, in its ancient form, it looks like the letter Tav looks like an X, and it means to mark. Tav is also the very last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, being the 22nd letter. Again, this is another sign signifying an end to something. So this letter is only used twice throughout the entire Bible. It is used in the book of Ezekiel chapter 9, dealing with the destruction of the first temple. In Ezekiel chapter 9, it was used as a mark or a seal of protection from God that is placed on the foreheads of certain people that grieved over the sins that were being done in the first Jewish temple. God placed a seal on certain people before he brought Babylon against Jerusalem and destroyed it along with the temple. So this is the very same uh, representation of this word that we are seeing in the story of the Exodus with the marking of the doorpost during the first Passover. This is also the very same context where we get the mark of the beast and the seal of protection 
over the 144,000 witnesses, which are from the 12 tribes of Israel during the seven-year tribulation period. So this particular Tav is a mark that is being placed directly over the United States and both a sign of protection but also a sign of judgment for coming destruction concerning the division of the land of Israel. This is why this particular eclipse path only crosses across the eastern, the northeastern parts of the United States and its eastern coast, because I personally believe, as I had prophesied previously, that God is about to bring destruction upon the northeast coast of the United States for specific areas of the United States, as I previously revealed deal in the Northeast Coast prophecies dealing with Washington, D.C., Boston, Baltimore, and most importantly, New York City. Now, I believe this destruction will come through an act of war, and it will come from Russia and China, and it will commence World War III. But exactly like the other two world wars, the purpose of this world war will also be for the prosperity and the sovereignty of Israel over its land as prophesied. Israel will have full control over all its territories and all of its land, including full control of the Temple Mount, which will lead to the building of the Third Temple. Now, the important sign that most people forget, that many people overlook and miss concerning the end times, concerning the Gog and Magog War, is what occurs prior to the war. The Bible tells us that there is peace in Israel, that they are living in complete peace and safety and are unsuspecting of any threats from any nations and are living without walls or defenses, exactly as Daniel and Jeremiah prophesied. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon them. Now, this is the period of peace that I believe will come as a result of after World War III. Some believe that the Gog and Magog War starts at the beginning of the tribulation period. Others believe it will occur in the middle of the tribulation period when the Antichrist declares himself as God in the Jewish temple and causes the abomination of desolation to occur. Either way, whatever the case be, World War III, I believe, will precede. It will occur before Gog and Magog, and will be the event that I believe that will lead to peace and the rise of this Antichrist and the existence of the false seven-year peace treaty. But we know that the U.S. is not a part of Israel's defense in that time because the U.S. is not specifically named in the Bible, and it is God himself who supernaturally defends Israel, not the U.S. or its allies. In fact, uh, it is the United States, along with the European nations, that end up dividing the land of Israel, as revealed in Joel chapter 3. So, the warning is to beware of any, and I mean any, political leader that would set their hearts to usher in any kind of peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians concerning this upcoming 2024 elections. And I also believe that the warning is about the coming attack that is going to happen on our nation's northeast coast as the solar eclipse, its path, reveals the northeast coast. So if you do your research on northeast coast prophecies or just on the northeast coast visions, you'll see thousands of videos of people who have said to have seen not only 
a massive tidal wave that hits the northeast coast. It hits New York City and D.C., but also massive fires that break out in New York City, which I believe will be bombardments that will occur. Now, unlike Pearl Harbor, which, which brought the U.S. into World War II, I believe China is not going to make the same mistake. They're not going to attack on our Pacific. I believe instead they will target our northeastern coast and they're going to hit these areas of strategic infrastructure, including our economic centers, our energy centers, and our nation's leadership, which would be D.C. As I previously prophesied about on this channel, I believe the attacks will occur when Kamala Harris takes the presidency. Her presidential appointment will serve as a grave warning to the nation of when the attacks will happen, which is why the eclipse occurs before the 2024 elections. Now, as we have learned that Biden is compromised by China and foreign nations, I believe once he is removed, all bets are going to be off. All these nations will see that our nation is critically weak and susceptible to an attack. And once Kamala is president, rather through a Biden impeachment or of him resigning, our nation will not, uh, will not have a vice president. And should Kamala be taken out in this uh, attack, it will thrust McCarthy into the presidency with an interim government through martial law until a new election and a new government can be put into place. So with all of this, this comes with, again, a grave, very grave and important warning that we should absolutely be paying attention to and we should be praying through and be preparing. So guys, once again, that's going to conclude this episode's broadcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me. Leave a comment below. As always, stay encouraged. Keep running your race, keep fighting the good fight of faith, and don't lose hope and never give up.